if you are doing something that someone else did, you've never done it, which means it is original. Ooh! Which is cool. That's so cool. It gave me it's goosebumps. wonderful. I'm Haley. I'm Amanda. And, and we're, we're Haley, Haley and Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hi. How's we're it going? here. I'm, I'm Amanda. This is Haley. Hey. And this is the Haley and Amanda podcast. Did we say that already? You're nice. listening on purpose. Yes, and today is a really exciting episode about creativity because it's a it's a topic that's pretty relevant in our lives. Yes, and I actually, you know, because we both do quote unquote creative things, but the truth is that creativity is so many more things. And also, just so you know, I am a teacher, but I'm also a floral designer, and Haley is a painter, and she was also an elementary school art teacher until this past year. So, yes, our our jobs, our interests are very much creative. And we're in a band together. Right. We're also and in Amanda a... And Amanda writes really good poetry. Right. My degree is in creative writing. So Creative I'll, writing? Yeah, it's even in my degree. What's non-creative writing? Um, you know, you know, just bad stuff. Oh. But really, everything that we kind of put in this box of creative and a creative person is... It's very limiting, and actually, most people are very creative. Yeah. All people, I would say, are very creative. I think it's harder to not be creative than to be creative, maybe. I agree. I totally agree. Oh, I'm cooking some scrambled eggs. Oh, I want to put in some of these. These colors of these peppers are so beautiful. And what about the... You're creating a meal. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. I feel like you're making fun of my example, but it just popped in my head. I'm not making fun of the example. I'm, I'm making fun of the way you... We're just moving your shoulders around. Oh, whenever you said it, it was almost like you couldn't say it unless your shoulders <laughs> were moving. Um, no, so we're really excited to talk about creativity today. But first, we want to definitely do a little update, a little life update for the week. Um, I do want to say, I feel like when this part comes, I I think of something that I want to share, and I wonder if it's the same thing you want to share. You, you th- this one, you don't even know about. What? <laughs> You don't even know about. I thought I knew about everything. I know. You don't know everything. But, okay, here's the thing. We have a friend who listens to the podcast. And he emailed me. His name is James. And he said, hey, listen, I heard on the podcast that you are. You did tell me this. Well, no, but listen. He said, "I, I heard on the podcast that you really bother your husband sleeping at <laughs> night by listening to either Gilmore Girls or ASMR. And I, I yeah, the mouth sounds, stop, people hate it, but I love it. Um, and he said, so I, I'm in the same boat with my wife and I bought these, the sleep headband headphones. So it's like a headband with headphones that you sleep on, doesn't hurt, and it has the buttons like up here in it and it bluetooth to your phone really so i got it but have you received it i received it and i used it last night for the first time so i want to tell you my my gosh (laughs) okay so shout out to james but here's my review okay first of all comfortable yep oh didn't bother me when i laid on it not too tight on your head or anything no and i'm definitely going to use it when i go running because it just stays right there and oh cool super you could like you can put it over your eyes or you can just wear it like a band it's just black anyways 
So, yes, comfortable. But I will tell you, and I think I am an actual psychopath (laughs) that the whole time, because I had seen in an article a long time ago or seen something about how Bluetooth headphones, um, if it's like transmitting (laughs) through your brain and it's like, it's bad for you, super bad for you. And so last night, you're worried about us watching blue light. And I'm, you're putting Bluetooth, Bluetooth in my brain. brain cells. I know. And so I was laying there last night and I didn't get a good night's sleep because I kept thinking <laughs> I can feel these waves going through my brain like a, like an idiot. Like I really couldn't feel it, but I told myself I could feel it because I have a, I, my husband says I have a touch of the chondria is how he puts it. <laughs> Says that I have a touch of the hypochondria, and I want you to know, boy might be right because you got more than a touch, Haley. Really, I know. I would share a few stories, but I don't want to offend. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I I get kind of in my head, and then I think stuff's happening, and it isn't. And like I'm a person who is really afraid of like blood and needles. Like in my college biology class, I passed out because he was talking about the circulatory system with no visual aids. She gone. I like fell backwards in my off my stool and like a football player caught my head before I busted it on the ground. Cool. Isn't that cool? That almost made me pass out. I know. (laughs) So I'm like not good at at thinking about stuff like that. But then stuff gets in my head and then I think it's, you know, an issue. So all last night I had the headphones on thinking like you would think I'd just take them off. But I was just thinking Bluetooth going through my brain. If you were asleep, (laughs) then you're not listening to anything anymore. Why'd you leave it on? I got scared. I took it off in my sleep. Okay. But I, I just want to say that you're going to keep using it, but you no. are scared. I'm going to research some more, so I'm not making stuff up in my head about Bluetooth, but I am definitely going to use it for running. I don't know about sleeping because I'm, I'm a little bit scared about Bluetooth. But not enough, right, for it to affect you during a run. You know, I run for 30 minutes. I sleep for eight hours. Cool. So I think maybe... You'll the, be fine. Yeah, the Bluetooth for 30 minutes won't kill my brain. Well, yeah, and I use those too. I but, don't sleep in them, but... But, so, thank you, James, and I'm sorry that I ruined it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, my... The thing I wanted to share was that... So, Amanda and I, we've been wanting to have a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, <laughs> I know what you're we have been, like everyone else, in lockdown for a really long time. And we just want to have a little more fun. Because we don't go anywhere, y'all. We don't go anywhere. We'll go to, like, some friends' backyards every now and then. But, like, we don't really go in public. And we got a hankering. And we also, we did dry wary. Um, Broke it. Yeah, but but then, yeah, about mid-January, we were like, we need to have some more fun safely. So we have been hitting up a couple patios right when people open. And, and no one's yeah, there. Yeah, no one's there. So it We've feels done that fun. twice. It, yeah. It, <laughs> we've only done it twice. Yeah, we've done that twice. Where we go to a patio right when they open, 
and no one's there except for the other day we went to a patio and it was freezing that's why nobody was there that's the story i wanted to share oh i'm so sorry but we were trying to have fun and we went and then we're we're too scared to go inside places obviously and eat and we underestimated the wind chill by a lot yeah and i was in sandals and i was in a coat thank god yeah. But it was really cold. And the people, and we had told each other that we were going to get special fun drinks because we're trying to have fun. And so I got a frozen pina colada. That was dumb. On a freezing patio yeah, was, in the shade that was a bad with idea. sandals. And we were dressed to have fun and had it in our imaginations, but... It was really cold and like shivering, uncomfortable, not fun. And then when really, they, really, really cold. And when like, they brought my fajitas, we used them as a to, warmer. Yeah, for our hands. And then we said, "Can we get another one for our feet?" And then we decided we should Call copyright them. that to be, be called feet feet no, feet, feet heaters. <laughs> we need some feet heaters. Oh my god, feet heaters, but feet heaters. That's the pun. No, Did you just no, get no, no. It? I thought the pun was fajitas, feet heaters, like your feet heaters, but heaters, feet no, heaters. Yes, you never heard it. I never. That's why I was like, that's one of the tightest puns of my life. Feet heaters, <laughs> foot heaters, feet heaters. I'm oh shouting. Oh my gosh, that is. I didn't get that half of it. So honestly, the truth is that the whole thing was a fail, except that pun came out of it. Well, but here's the best part is we ended up having a great time because we were telling stories and reliving a a, a story that happened while we were traveling (laughs) several years ago. Which we've got to tell at some point. We have to tell at some point, but it's too long for now. But it is it is a story about something hilarious that happened to us in Spain and where we were out of place. We talk about in our um, Enneagram episode that we are often at DQ, which means. Yeah, what we mean by that is like when other people at really nice places, we're the ones at DQ. We're in our own world at Dairy Queen and we don't even realize it out of place, but we're having so much fun we don't realize it. Right. At like we're just completely out of place. And so we're talking about a story on this patio. <laughs> About when we were at DQ, you know, like out of place. And we were DQing while we were reminiscing about our DQ adventures. Yeah, out on this (laughs) patio acting like a couple of idiots. It was a lot of DQ. And, you know, that's what I like about Texas. (laughs) (laughs) The feet hate us. I can't believe I didn't get that pun. That's so good. Okay, anyways. So. We're so creative. We're so creative we made a pledge. Okay, it's a pledge we say every episode. Hopefully, you've memorized it by now and you can join us. Okay, so put your hand over your heart. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God. Indivisible. <laughs> Live purdy. And just us for all i just that was funny i for those who can't see me i whenever we said under god i did a swoop with my hand yeah like under him yeah (laughs) we're just (laughs) under him (laughs) hope he doesn't do anything crazy because we're right here hello oh 
Oh my gosh, um, don't squash us. <laughs> he could. Where's Amanda? She's on the ground. Um, anyone seen the girls? They're under God. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard it like that before. Me, you know, you know, you've got to hear things in new ways. You've got to see things like in new ways. Oh, you got to say things in new ways. That'll keep you creative. So this episode is about cre- <laughs> creativity <laughs> and specifically how to stay creative. Mm-hmm. God, can you please get with me here? Okay, so staying creative. This is something that I think everyone faces, and I think they face it in different ways. Some people think they're not creative at all. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Yes. I've heard that a lot. And some people who feel like they are creative go through these kind of patches, slumps, yes, dry periods, the desert, if you will. And are feeling maybe uninspired or like they're like, getting a block, a creative block. All like the writers things I'm block. making are horrible. Right. Yeah. And so we want to kind of talk about what we have done to um, get out of creative slumps and also um, to kind of inform everyone that you're creative. Yes. And we want to tell you why you're creative. We've got a whole theory on this. And, and that practicing creative things is like brings so much more joy to your life and energy to your life whenever maybe you're feeling in a slump of some other kind, you yeah. know, just doing something creative, even if it's not even a huge deal, you know, maybe you're just making scrambled eggs and you're that, that one kidding. again, <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> yeah. So first off, we wanted to define creativity. The reason why we want to define it is because I think people think it means something other than maybe it well, actually I wanna, is. I want to say that. It's really hard to define, first of all, and we had to look it up. I mean, it's in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to define. You can look it up. I meant if you had to define <laughs> I'm it, kidding. dummy. I'm kidding. No, I. so we looked up the dic, dif, dictionary, dictionary definition. Definitely. Hey, this is going to be a segment. Dictionary definition. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> Diction. Watch your diction. Okay. So the dictionary definition of the word creativity is, I have it right here. Okay. The use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. Okay. Mm. Now, first off, I want to say we were talking about the definition of art is very hard broad. to define. It. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say we said it was very broad. Like yeah. it's a huge spectrum. You can think of like an artist who's painting or scrambled eggs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Someone who's, even sometimes, honestly, this is also very random, but sometimes, honestly, when I'm like building a fire and stuff, I feel like I'm like, uh, dude, oh, fires. where am I, how am I going to split this wood so that I can build no, this? Blah, I, blah, blah. I know that sounds dumb, but and like I, building a fire is and, a creative and mending, work. Tending to it is yes. seriously something that gives me some <laughs> life. life. Like in a creative way. Maybe that should be tip number one. Build, Build a, a fire, fire this week. <laughs> okay, so first off, art is broad. Art is a broad spectrum. So don't think an artist's work, in that definition it says an artist's work, don't think of like a gallery show. Right, I feel like okay. this is a very, all of these words are very stereotypical and if we broke them down to their original meaning, it would apply to almost everything. If art means to make something and work, then 
I mean, people it's are everything. making stuff every day, all the time. Yes, whether you're a mathematician or solutions a, to problems, how you approach doing an issue. my hair, yeah, everything. Okay, so the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. So um, we were talking about this and kind of what our definitions also were of creativity. And I think it's really interesting because before we even looked this up, I was telling Haley how I kind of define creativity in my mind, if you asked me, is somebody, a creative person is somebody who is willing to look at something differently, like hold it up to the light and think about it in a new way or try something new with it, which is kind mm. of the original ideas part of the definition. Well, yeah, and if you think of what's the definition of imagination, it's kind of like just creating this, letting your mind run wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think that we all do this. We all, and especially when we're younger, I think it kind of gets beat out of people, yeah. the imagination part. But we are full of original ideas. And I mean, I know there's kind of like the idea that there's nothing new under the sun, mm -hmm. which I also, to me, that's my, when I get in creative slumps. Right. Comparison. I, yes. Woo! Because I think someone's already done this and they've done it better. Or, you know, and I think like I, I start doubting my ability and I think I'm just copying someone else's work. And I, you know, that's one of the, that, that's the number one killer of your creativity um, and your imagination. And I think that, Someone told this to me once before, you know, even if let's say we're exploring something and you start to feel that way, someone's probably already done this, but you haven't seen it. You know, you haven't seen whatever this person came up with. You come up with something that's new and original for you. It's the first time you've done it. It's a revelation to you. Well, it doesn't matter if someone else has done it because it was an original idea for you and your imagination. Well, and not to mention that you doing it is not the other person that's doing a, it. My uh, next, I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It means we're on the same page. Yeah. Is, yeah, even if two people did the exact same thing, this is crazy. This is like the coolest part if about the world. If two people did the exact same thing, it would be different because of like the vessel that it goes through and your spin on things and like your mark on the world. And that's why, you know, we've even talked about before, like when people pass from this earth, you know, it's like. Yeah, we're all humans. We all kind of live the same life. But, like, we all hold such a uniquely creative, like, spirit with us. Yeah, because David White, when we've said this in a past episode, that he even says people who might live almost the exact same kind of life, like, well, if they're middle class, same neighborhood, whatever, you have different parents, you have different um, experiences, even if they're the same experience, you're experiencing it differently because of your perspective that's been creative over your whole life. It's been created over your whole life to give you this one perspective or, or not one perspective, but like kind of goggles and like a way you look at it. And so even if like, I think Haley and I are very similar in, in this, in the sense that like, we are usually on the same track mind. Like when we talk about stuff, we're kind of I just think we, we see the world pretty similarly, mm -hmm. but we are so different too, yeah. you know? And, and I think it's so interesting because I think we're so similar in some ways. And then she brings so much 
that I would have never seen in a way. And, and same vice versa. Right. And so even if you are doing something that someone else did, you've never done it, which means it is original. Ooh! Which is cool. That's so cool. It's goosebumps. wonderful. Encouraging. It really is. And it makes you feel like you've got something to bring to the table, even if no one else, even if somebody else has already done it. No one can do what you can do. No one. Period. And, and actually, you don't have to possess anything special. No skill, no experience. Just the fact that you are, you have this innate thing about you that's different and than the rest of the world means no one else can do what you can do so do it right and and this is this is kind of a funny thing is so Haley and I have been watching this show on Netflix called pretend it's a city oh my god I love it it's, so much. it's Martin Scorsese and he is interviewing Fran Lieberwitz Lieberwitz why can't I speak <laughs> I don't know but they <laughs> he, Martin Scorsese he is interviewing her, and honestly, the funniest part of the whole show is how much he dies laughing at He's, everything she says. The said. whole show is her talking and Martin in the background <laughs> dying, dying laughing. Like wheezing. Wheezing laughing. It's so Doubled funny. over. Highly recommend. So funny. But she, because she's, I think she's a really creative, highly intelligent person. And so her perspective and her kind of disposition on life, and it, it's just, it's funny because she's a writer, and so she... I don't know, just the way she says stuff, it's very funny. It's, it's really funny. Yes. And so we've been watching it. And one of the episodes, I think it's episode three, she talks about how much she hates <laughs> that young people these days, like, paint something. They're like, I'm an artist. And they put it out in the world. Yes. And, and like, people who are like, I wrote a poem. I'm a poet. And, like, I did this. Now I'm this. And, like... She's just saying that I like I like to sing, so I'm gonna record myself singing, put it out in the world, and then I, I'm a I'm a musician. And the other part of it that she was saying is very different from her generation is that because everyone's doing that, you're not really allowed to criticize anyone and say you're not great at that. Right. It's like everybody is good at everything and you can't say anyone's bad at anything. Right. And so this is when I was reading it, I was a little bit um feeling insulted and like assaulted by Listening her words to it. yeah only because I was thinking like oh man like maybe I'm not really good enough to be putting out the things that I'm doing you know like I was kind of thinking about it and this is what this is what I think there's some truth in what she's saying and this is what I think is that just because you do something it does not mean that you are amazing at it right and and so like for instance Haley is a fine artist like she does murals and stuff, but like she does fine art and like her art is exceptional. That's and I'm not nice. trying to, I'm not trying to, I, I know what you're I, doing. I'm just saying like you've spent your life studying it. It's what your degree was in. You've worked and built your craft for your entire it's my life. my main discipline. It is your discipline and you are very good at it. And so you, like you are an artist. That is your title. People buy your work you are, you know what I'm saying? Like you are very established in that. I can paint. Right. I can paint. I help her in yes, murals. A lot. I go with her and I do a bunch of the legwork painting with her. I am not an artist. But, and you enjoy it. Yes, yes. I, I, but I am not an artist. And <clears throat> I mean, in, in this the sense. Yes, in, in the, the traditional. I'm, sorry, I'm not a painter, a painting artist. So, 
but this is what I'll say when I go and excuse me, when I go and do jobs with her, it inspires me for my, my thing, my discipline, discipline, which is floral design and how it inspires me specifically. I was telling her uh, when we were talking about this earlier is that color, color scheme, color Mm -hmm. palette, color design, because that is a huge part of what my work requires is to have color theory, color uh, schemes all played out so that it is something in floral that looks very pleasing to the eye and natural. And so when I'm around her and doing her murals, it is something that's like really helping me in my discipline and vice versa. Right. So when I go help her with a wedding or an event and we're putting floral together, you know, I'm insecure. I was insecure at first because I thought you're so good at this and like it comes so natural to you and this is outside of my discipline and you would think, you know, well, it's still creative, so whatever. And that's true. But as I started getting into it, you know, it's not my main thing either, but I started to get it. And then the same, it started inspiring me into my painting work like the colors, seeing the lines and the floral. And the you started li- doing floral murals I, and yeah. floral paintings. And so it it kind of fuels you by exp- experimenting with In things. In other disciplines. Yeah, and I think what Fran <laughs> Leibowitz is saying is you could hear it both ways. You know, she was saying, I love to sing. I love it so much. She was like, I'm so bad at it. She was yeah. like, but that's the most normal thing is to love doing something and to be bad at it. And maybe not share it. Yeah, and you don't have to share everything you do because you like it. Um, And, and, yeah, and that's what I mean. You can see it both ways. So it's okay that you're not great at everything you love to do and that everything you try because it could just be feeding into the thing that you are good at. Yeah. And and so, for instance, um, Haley is not a floral designer. No. I am not a painter. We help each other. And it, it, every time we help each other, it inspires our main discipline. And I think that's very amazing and very cool. And what, what I think it should tell you is that if you're interested in trying something like knitting, like cross stitch, like painting, like gardening, anything, anything, that's not even art, like right. considered art. Um, you should play with it because it is going to open your mind to seeing things different in these creative disciplines that will help you in whatever you're doing, solving problems in your job. The thing that you are doing for your main discipline, it will open your mind to seeing it and unlocking things in a new way. Because our minds and our like our imaginations and our problem solving and our creativity is a muscle just totally like, you know just like our other muscles and so no matter how you're using it whether you're using it to knit mm-hmm. and it's not important or you're using it at your job or you're using it with your family and you're solving major things I mean it's just making sure that we're keeping that part of ourselves that's so innate and so important to us as human beings we are creative beings that we're keeping that alive and I think that's why even if you do a little something creative maybe not I mean it would be nice to do it every day 
we feel more alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was telling her, uh, sometimes when I'm feeling really unmotivated in my job where I teach, I find that it's a a huge part. Like when I'm lacking motivate, excuse me, when I'm lacking motivation, it's because I'm also not feeding myself and giving myself energy in the other places that give me energy. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like whenever, whenever I am allowing myself time in my day and week to do things that feed my soul, right? It allows me in all mm. areas to bring so much more to the table. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in teaching or whatever, and, and also in floral, like it can be whatever, whatever it is that I'm lacking motivation. And I'm, I have to, I have to do like this, this little evaluation, like where, where am I missing this? Like, where am I not giving myself time to do the things that give me energy and, and, and inspiration? Um, it makes me think of, um, I was listening to a David White and he's talking about how us as human beings were this big giant um, piano or keyboard. Oh, I love this metaphor. Yeah. And that we have all these notes. And honestly, the most beautiful thing is when we like play chords yeah. and we play the whole thing and we have high notes and low notes. And what ends up happening is that we get a job or we form a lifestyle and we are asking of ourselves or the employer is asking of us, but, but we're allowing it Mm -hmm. to play the same three notes in the middle over and over and over. Beep, bop. We want this from you. This is the skill we require. Keep giving it to us every day. Yeah. And so you start feeling like and telling yourself that you are someone who only can play three chords and that's all you have to offer. And that's and you you start missing those all those beautiful notes that you can play. And I think that, you know, we're we can be idealistic sometimes in saying that our job should give us everything that we need, you know, but. Even if you have a job, let's say, where it you're only, playing the three notes. Yeah. Well, it's our responsibility to take care of our the rest of ourselves and make sure that we're playing the whole keyboard in another way. Because then maybe we start playing those three notes a different way. Maybe well, we start adding in a couple of new notes, you know? Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I, I've noticed this um, just like from other teacher friends Whenever, you know, it's always like at the beginning of the year in group things, they're like, okay, we're going to introduce everyone, um, do a little about me, just three minutes about me and, uh, your hobbies, what you like to do outside of teaching and, um, everyone at the end of mine, cause I'm like, I'm in a band. I have a podcast with my best friend. I own my own floral design business and it's a big old keyboard. Yeah. And they're all like, What? I'm serious. I get this reaction every time. Like, how do you have time for all of this? And what, how are you doing all of this? And, and I'm like, it's important to me. So I make time for it. (laughs) Like this job, this job, I like this job and it gives me a lot of purpose and it is important to me, but I also have to have other things in my life that are feeding me. Like, and I just think it's interesting that most people stay with these few chords. You know what I mean? And, and, and what I, what I'm saying is you don't have to be great. You don't have to be great at all the other things, but try it. 
just try it. I mean, I tried sewing and I sewed my brother a shirt and every time he wears it, it looks like he has a broken collarbone. <laughs> it's like, it's like sideways. And he loves it because, you know, it's funny and I am not a seamstress, but I really enjoy playing around with sewing and I'm not good at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you have to try try different things it's good for your brain and there's and there's no pressure we put the pressure on ourselves you know but and this quote that we love from Maya Angelou she says you can't use up creativity the more you use the more you have right Mm -hmm. so you it's not like oh but um I'm an artist and if I'm like not painting like I can't give this to anything else because I have to put it all in my art it's like excuse me it you can't run out of it You can actually build the muscle, like Kaylee was saying, through other things to help you in your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to read this quote from A Simpler Way, which... Buy this uh, book! Yes, which A Simpler Way by Margaret Wheatley. I mean... It's Margaret Wheatley and the guy. Yeah, Myron Kellner something. Rogers. Um, The whole book, honestly, is about what we're talking about. It's about that we are creative beings... And that life should be playful and that as you play and you try new things, you start to discover more of who you are and all that life has to offer you. Yeah. Period. Um, And I was just, we were like, we've got to read a quote from Simpler Way. And we're like, well, crap, it's the whole book. (laughs) I know. And I was like, everyone just has to buy it because it's the whole book. So we're going to read the very first sentences of the book. Yeah, the first paragraph, because it, it'll it give you a glimpse of exactly what we're talking we're about. like, oh, that seems right. The very first sentence is, life is creative, period. It plays itself into existence, seeking out new relationships, new capacities, new traits. Hmm, a whole keyboard. Life is an experiment to discover what's possible. An Ooh, experiment an to experiment. discover that, what's possible. That, that makes it a little less scary. It's yeah. an experiment. As it tinkers with discovery, it creates more and more possibilities. With so much freedom for discovery, how can life be anything but playful? You know, and that just like it flips our whole perspective on life on its head yeah because I think so many people are like I've got to do it the right way I need to do this thing perfect I've got to figure out my thing yes. the one thing and be great at it well and even beyond that it's like life they're like I've got to get the degree I've mm-hmm. got to get the family I've got to get the house I've got to get the 401k I've got to get you know what I mean it's like I've got to get these things all this big puzzle pieces together and really Life is an experiment, meaning that you try and you try and you play and you tinker and you work around stuff and you are on your own timetable and you will find that the more you're playing with life, the more and more possibilities come your way. And that there's another part of the book that talks about that you can't assume that everyone else's answers are your answer. Yeah. And that the only way you'll find out what works specifically uniquely for you, which is kind of what we were talking about in the beginning, that we all hold this unique creativity that we offer the world. So why would we assume that someone else has figured out all of our answers that also work perfectly for us? You know, so that kind of takes the pressure off that there's not really a right answer about whether it's being creative or whether it's you know, the structure of our lives. It's 
it's playing through it all, being creative, not just with your creative skills or tendencies, but with, with life, life in general. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to leave you with our top tips, kind of an overview from today. And this section is called top, top tips. Top tips. <laughs> I went I a different a t- way. T- t- yeah, I went a different way with it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I went the alliteration. Um, top tips to help you stay creative. Okay. Tip number one. Tip number one, stay playful. Hmm. Tip number two. Stay playful. <laughs> try new interests. Yes, try new interests. So interests like anything that that you look at or you read or that pops into your mind in the bathtub and it seems interesting, try, try it. it. Tip three, pulling from other disciplines to give you inspiration in your discipline. Which is kind of, all of this is, the, it's like the same thing. So here's the, actually, top tip is try new things. Yeah. Try new things. Open yourself up. Because the truth is, is that you will help you in all ways. You if will you, help you. Yeah. Well, and I think, <laughs> so this is actually, I wanted to mention this, that I follow this girl on Instagram. Um, her name is Brie and her, her account is at Design Love Fest. So pretty. Really love her aesthetics, but one thing that she uh, she's been talking about on her on her Instagram lately is that she's in a huge creative slump. So her and her husband they live in LA. They did a a house swap with this couple in that live in um, New York. Yes, like but but not in New York City. Like in the the, what's that? There's like an island. Well, it's it's somewhere up in the northeast that's really uh, secluded and beautiful and kind of in nature. And so they house swapped with this couple, and there she's up there with her husband. And what she's trying to do is just be playful, Mm -hmm. like playing around with cooking, playing around with um her photography, playing around with painting right now. Like she's showing kind Mm. of her her journey and um. She's reading this book, The Artist's Way, which I also own. It was recommended to me about 10 years ago, and I still have it, and I, I highly recommend it, too. And one of our devout listeners, Louisa, she also recommended it to us. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. On the podcast, yeah. I Yeah, it's something that I have had in my life for the past 10 years, and it's, it's something um, I recommend because it's kind of a step-by-step things to do to get you out of a creative slump if you, if you are dealing with that, and... She's going through that book, too. And I just think, you know, we should all be a little bit more open to allowing ourselves zero pressure in the results Mm -hmm. and just playing, like just figuring out. And I know people are like, well, I have to pay the bills and I have kids. And, you know, I get that. We have that, too. We have bills. I don't have kids yet, but, you know, we have bills and there's that pressure for sure. Um, But we always can make time for the things that we care about and and there's always well, a mean, way to prioritize things in life when it comes to your health and your happiness yeah and maybe one way of being creative or problem solving is to figure out how to practice something new and something you already have to do you know whether it's cooking or whether you take a walk every night or whether you want to have a fire this this week or you know just incorporating yeah. I think something I think new. that's a good thing because it doesn't have to be this big thing like we said it could be building a right. fire it could be tending the fire you know, I mean I don't know why that gets me but oh my god <laughs> it, <laughs> me too. It, it is really I think it's because fire is so like 
primal. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know what it is, but well, anyways, we hope that this helps you guys. Um, if you are not feeling creative right now and you're in a slump, or if you're feeling like you weren't a creative person, you are. We're telling you, you heard you it from made us. This way, no you, one can do what you can do. You heard it from the source, Haley, <laughs> Haley and Amanda. I wanted you to end by reading that um, quote that we found, the creative process. <laughs> okay, let me pull that up. <laughs> this is funny. Um, I was looking for quotes, and I saw this about the creative process, and it's so true. Um, here it is. It says, creative process. One, this is awesome. Two, this is tricky. <laughs> Three, this is shit. <laughs> Four, I am shit. Five, this might be okay. Six, this, this is, is awesome. It's <laughs> so like that. Like when I'm making floral, like I'm working on a bouquet, I'm like, all oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. Okay. Oh, Ooh. wait. Oh. Hold on. Oh, oh, I hate this. I hate me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not even good at this. And I'm like, Haley, does this look okay? Actually, wow, this is the best <laughs> I ever made. So it's okay to feel all those ups and downs. It's actually normal and a part of the process. Absolutely. So. Until we talk to you next time, go out there, try new things, and live purdy. Which, real quick, I think that living purdy is being creative. Thank live you. Live purdy creative. Purdy live purdy. Pur I'm purdy creative. And don't forget, you know, if you're chilly, get some foot heaters. <laughs> Feet heaters. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. <laughs>